Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD, who you can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? Doing great, thanks. Uh, you know what? I realized that on the last episode, we we did a huge fallacy. We did not ask what? how the weather was. <laughs> Because we had just recorded Nerds in Love and we talked about the weather. Yes. The weather is, and I have to preface this by saying that, again, remember our, our summers when yes. we're frying. Um, it's 69 degrees right now. Okay. That's not too bad. It's been a little rainy, but yeah. It's uh, pretty cool here. It's 41 degrees Fahrenheit, 5 Celsius. Because not that much of a temperature difference from here to there. No, no, not much. It, how often is it sunny right now where you're at? It can be pretty sunny. Like normally, like February, it's cold but sunny. But it's odd though oh. because like I find it's the coldest when it's the sunniest. When it's like raining or oh, like it's, like it's crisp, it's a yeah. little warmer. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but I I generally I like every season except for summer. I'm not a big summer fan because it just gets too hot and I'm not a fan. And I'm usually like how hot does it get there? It can get like as hot as like thirty five degrees uh, Celsius, which I don't know what that is. Celsius. To I don't know you're probably gonna laugh when I tell you you're gonna say that's nothing. But uh, it's all it's all relative. It's what you're used to. Yeah, uh, thirty five Celsius would be ninety five Fahrenheit. So that's I, that's getting up there. Yeah. See, that for us is like that's that's hot. That's, that's for me. That's like insufferable, but. Yeah, I mean that's that's close triple digits. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're here to talk about uh, Gilmore Girls as we do on this podcast. Uh, we're here to talk about the twelfth episode, double date, and it was a double date because in the last episode, Jackson act or uh, Suki asked out Jackson, and then somehow. Lorelai gets roped into going on a date with them, and Jackson's just awful human being of a cousin. Ne'er do well cousin. Yeah. I just, you know what? I just, you know, here I thought there's no one I can dislike more than Max, Medina, and Tristan. And then they're like, hold the phone. Hold hold my beer. Here's Rune, who. And and one of my favorite people, her son's name is Rune, and I just love them. So I was like, how dare the show. Use the name Rune to name this guy. Like, I was offended. <laughs> Even the wiki for Rune says, Rune is Jackson Belleville's rather unpleasant and quirky cousin. Even the wiki has to admit, he's just unpleasant. I love it. Rather unpleasant. That's that's um, that's an um, understatement. Understating a little, yeah. Yeah. No, Especially I... when you criticize somebody's height and their appearance with an earshot. Also, too, like I'm sorry, Rune. Oh. You're you're batting outside of your your range there. Like you should be pretty grateful to be getting a date with Lorelai. I'm just gonna say. Well, well, at first I was like, well, he's probably feeling insecure, blah blah blah. But then he just he just went for the for the jugular. I mean, he got pretty nasty. And yeah. if I was Jackson, I would have been like, excuse me, I'm taking him home. I'll come yeah. back. Yeah, no, totally. And it was interesting that, like, it ended up working out once they got out of, the, like, the fancy restaurant and went for mm-hmm. the thing. And once Rune left and, you know, it was kind of cute that, um, 
you know, while Jackson and Sookie were having their time together, you got a little bit of Luke, Luke and Lorelai. So right. that was good. And he was hinting at asking her out, right? Or, or changing the yeah. subject. About, they were playing cards. Yeah. You know what this reminds me of? And you probably will get this reference is the Sam and Diane thing from Cheers. Oh, yeah. The will they won't. Yeah. Be, you know? Right. But, and and usually if they do, then things go downhill for the show. <laughs> yes. Yes. But yep. then we get to that point in Gilmore Girls. Who's to say? But yeah, let's just let's just all agree. Rune's a terrible human being. And if anything, it outbeats Max He's Medina boring. and Tristan hmm? as just awful, awful. Mm-hmm. Like I would take thirty minutes of Tristan or thirty minutes of Max Medina rather than any more Rune. That's a bold statement. You know what? I stand by it. I just don't like Rue. But here's the thing: I don't say he. I wouldn't say he's a bad performance. He's actually a pretty good performance. I just don't. No, it's a good actor that you just are like, oh, it's a visceral like. It's it you you can feel how much you don't like him. Yeah. Um, Especially all the misogynistic stuff when they, you know, I'm surprised that Lorelai went on the date. But again, she probably was like, hey, I'm here for Sookie. But you know, she kind of made a joke of it. But I don't know if I could have gone out and I probably would have bailed. Yeah. Because he uh, was, I mean, he was getting, he was rude. Yeah. He was getting mean. This wasn't just like, hey, I'm nervous about the date. This was talking about her height and how gargantuan she was. And it was way past, you know, what would be acceptable for someone to say and you still go out with them. Yeah, exactly. Um, and eventually you're like Rune just gets sent home. Hmm? Eventually you're like Rune just gets sent home. Like Which is what should have happened in the beginning, right? Yeah. So But it sounds like Jackson had some epiphany that he was like, wait a second, you live in my house, you eat all my food, and then you're gonna act like this. Mm-hmm. How do you say I just wanted to go bowling or something? Yeah. But he's um, like, go. I think Rune just leaves. I was trying to remember if somebody like told him to leave. I can't. Remember. I think. Oh, I think. I think it was Jackson, didn't? Wasn't it? I think he might. Have, just I, think like, he, I think he might have just said like, "Go home. Just, just leave room." Right. Um, right. But uh, yeah, the, the episode kind of starts off. Lane uh, has convinced herself that she is perfect for Dean's friend Todd. Now that uh, came out of nowhere. Yeah, especially because like, I, okay, Lane's a Lane's a problematic character in some ways. And especially as the, the, the show goes on. But she was all about ah. the dude with the hair and, you know, rubs his hair. You think, okay, maybe things will work out with that. I don't know. And then they just ditch it. And now she's into some other guy. Like, Lane's just got no chill. She just goes straight for the jugular every single well, time. How much of that do you think is part of it that her parents are so strict? I think that... Is I, that the point they're making? I guess. I think they could explain it better if that was the case. Like, they could have... Yeah, it's up. very, it's very, um, this you know, it's like such a trope. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I think she even says, like, my previous soulmate's done and all this. Like, she, 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 she seems to have moved on pretty quickly. Um, right. But, yeah, basically, she wants Rory and Dean to set, set her up with this Todd guy. Um, and what an awkward conversation between Rory and Dean. Yeah, because it's like, I'm like, Rory, why are you putting yourself out like this? It just doesn't even, you know, you could tell maybe a good friend thing to do would be like, say no. Yeah. Or like, I was thinking like, just 
like throw a party and invite Todd and let things happen naturally. See, but, you're thinking outside the box. I like that. But uh, right, that would make a lot more sense. These are teenagers, so they don't, <laughs> they don't always think <laughs> rationally. Right, they but, don't think about crudite and you know hors d'oeuvres and no dinner party. Um, yeah, no, they're not thinking of like how can I best handle this situation. They're thinking of like how can I make this as awkward as possible. When Kerr would already be looking at the menu and being like, I think I'll make homemade pizzas for everybody. There you go. And then go. I'll start. <laughs> homemade pizzas is the romantic food for the soul. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So... And if people don't like it, then, you know, you make some decisions really fast. So it works out for everybody. Yeah. If you don't like pizza, then. Yeah. There you go. So uh, Lorelai sees that Suki hasn't really made much progress in asking out Jackson kind of pushes her like, Hey, you gotta just like finally set a date. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was kind of interesting because the whole thing of Suki saying, well, I understood their whole conversation, which is it's Suki going against what she knows she should do or what she's been taught. She should do on a date. And it was kind of interesting to see it reversed a little bit. Yeah. Um, or she's like, well, you need to call him and ask him. And she's like, she's like, I, what did she say? I want to be the girl or something. Yeah. It's interesting. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also like kind of weird that like Lane, Lane and Suki are both sort of like vying for these guys and sort of, yeah, either being forced to or forced to, forcing someone else to like basically kind of like set it up together so there was there was like some symmetry in the storylines which i liked oh yeah but i did also like that uh dean who i normally okay he's not as insufferable as like a trusted or max but you know but you're not a huge fan he's middle of the road for me but dean was a voice of reason dean was like they might just not get along and i was like dean's speaking truth right now right i I respect this he knows what's up he's like they just might not like each other which well, I think it's interesting how much peer pressure Lane puts on Rory. And Rory, like you, know, like you saw her in the last episode with Paris, and she was just like, you're doing this to get the attention off you, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But she's very she's very um, suggestible when it comes to what Lane wants to do. I think it's because... And I don't know that stems the, the... you know, Huh? I think it's because Lane's her best friend, maybe. Like, she feels a little more like she has to help her friend out. And they're not at school together anymore. And, and I really, you know, I really like the aspect too, is that they stick with the storyline of their best friends. Rory no longer goes to school, but they still hang out in other shows. You would never see Lane again, even in real life, because they don't would. go to school together. Yeah. Even in real life, you would grow distance a lot of times with those people. So, yeah, it's interesting. I, I like that. They kept her character in the show. Yeah. And I really like the dialogue between um, Lorelai yeah and um and the mother just saying like you know what they're teenagers they're gonna do stuff Mm -hmm. so you kind of swap in between the two dates they kind of jump back and forth but Mm -hmm. suki tells lorelei hey you're going on a date with us and uh she doesn't really ask her she just kind of tells her yeah she just tells her like you're going on a date with this guy named rune um and uh yeah, I think the thing is, like, you get, like, a little bit of, like, again, symmetry with the stories. Both Lorelai and Rory are both not in ideal situations, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Rory feels like she has to lie to um, 
uh, Lane's mom, and Lorelai is being forced to go on a date with a guy who's the most insufferable human being. Um, right. Uh, maybe not the most insufferable. There's there's a high ranking. There's there's a few other people who are very insufferable in the show, but definitely mm-hmm. ruins up there for sure. Um, but it's interesting that they're both in these uncomfortable situations, but they do it for their friends, but with mixed right. results. Right. Um, like the kid wearing the shirt and she's like, oh, do you listen to Santo? He's like, I just borrowed the shirt. <laughs> yeah. That kid, that kid I thought was a pretty good actor. Oh, the kid that was... I would think that... The kid that was the, kid that was the date. Todd? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he played you, like... You have to... You, it's that's a fine line to walk to play that kind of character. He played the clueless stoner well, you know, like the guy that's like, oh, really? That's like, my but, he, but he, but he didn't, didn't push it too far. No, he wasn't too aggressive. He did it in a realistic way. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And basically, by the time. Lorelai and Runes and all that date starts. Rune just gets things off to a fantastic start by just being terrible as much as humanly possible. Uh, he like I, I had a I had an emotional like and physical reaction to hearing him say that stuff. And the thing is too is he, was, he, he's like Jackson, I gotta talk to you. And I thought I kind of forgot. And I'm like maybe he's gonna be like, oh she's really she's sweet. so beautiful. I, I can't believe you and, set yeah. me up. With her, no. and he starts saying that, right? I can't believe you set me up with her. I thought he was gonna say, "And I look terrible, you know. I need to go home and change. She's so beautiful." But no, he's like, I mean, she, that she, could have been, that actually could have been the intent behind it—that he felt so inadequate that he had to lash out against her. Yeah. But wow. Yeah. You know, she's too tall, and the, I mean, he went on think, and on and on. I, I think he calls her a circus freak at one point. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and wouldn't you think Jackson would say, like, will you shut up? She's right around the corner. Yeah. I think uh, he does. Like, he has, like, a talk with Rune that both Lorelai and Suki can hear, and, yeah, it's just not good. Um. So, yeah, great start to the evening. Um. They go to the restaurant, and uh, I like that Lorelai being Lorelai just kept saying, like, or she told the waiter, like, just bring me endless martinis. Like, you can tell she's right. gonna need it that night. Well, I like that she was just open about, you know, this date sucks. I'm doing this for my friend. But yeah. I also noticed that Suki, when they're at the at the yeah porch or whatever, listening to all this, Suki never says to her, "Hey, if you want to bail on this, I totally understand." Yeah. If you were, I mean, that's what I would. I would just be like, "Hey, obviously this isn't gonna work, Jackson. Why don't you come back and you and I will go out?" But mm-hmm. this isn't happening. I thought that Suki was incredibly passive. Yeah. First for I, someone tearing apart her best friend. I took that as like I think she was largely just kind of focusing on the the sort of like Jackson and the date. I think she was so focused on like his presence that she was being a little unaware. And I don't know if that was maybe realistic mm-hmm. or not. I kind of doubt it, but like I got the impression that maybe she was just not really paying attention because she was more focused on Jackson the whole time. So, and how could you not pay attention to someone ripping apart? Well, your that's like... yeah. I don't know if it's realistic, but the, my impression was is that yeah, she was so I could see that googly eyed for 
for Jackson that she wasn't paying attention to Rune. Because they do play that up a lot with that character, that she's kind of this naive waif kind of, you know what I mean? Like, they play that up with Lucky, like, she's, like, her naivete or something. Yeah. So. Um, And, uh, yeah, Lane and Todd aren't having that much greater of a date either. Um, Todd isn't really giving much in the way of answers. Um... Lane goes on about her music taste, and he's just like, oh, whatever. Doesn't really have too right. much in the way of interest. Um, yeah, he, you could tell he's just, it's not a match. It's not working with, with Lane, right. him and Lane. They're not, they're not even on the same planet. No. I think uh, it was interesting that, like, you could see for Lane, like, she had such a, probably, like, a superficial, superficial interest in him. And then you realize, or she realizes, like, no, this guy's a dud. Like this guy's just not right. Great. Um, yeah. Like she uh, didn't. She doesn't try to make it more than what it is. She realizes. Yeah. Um, Suki and Jackson and Lorelai and Rune go from the restaurant, which is not going well, to because why not hang out more? Yeah. Luke's diner, which I thought was like kind of funny that like in a small town like that, it's like what other options do you have for eating like. It's a Luke's diner right. or what? Like, I wanted them just to have a moment where they're like, "Yeah, this is it. Like, it's either Luke's diner or we just go order some Pizza Hut or something." And, and what? Yeah, and then then the guy was complaining. The cousin was complaining about the food at the restaurant. This nice French restaurant. Yeah, which I thought was like, ugh. It just seems like room. And, just... and I've actually and that and I actually have a story about that happening uh-huh. where um, my ex husband took a friend and her. I guess now husband out to dinner and the whole time he complained about the food at this nice French restaurant. So it reminded me of that, that, you know, there are some people that are just like that. Yeah. They're just like that. Yeah. Yeah. No rune is consistently rude. Um, you know, and it's fine because Suki and Jackson are like, that's fine. We'll go for burgers at Luke's and Yeah. Uh, I think after a while, well, I'll just add too that my ex-husband paid for everybody's dinner, and this guy was still complaining about the menu. That's that's a little excessive in a lot it's of boorish. ways. Yeah, yeah, it's boorish. Yeah, it's boorish behavior. Um, it's funny too that like eventually everyone just starts ignoring Rune. Like Lorelai just starts mm-hmm. playing cards and flirting with Luke. Right. Suki and Jax are doing that like she's thing. making the best out of the situation. Like she's pretty resilient. Yeah. Um, she bounces back. Yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, you get, uh, Mrs. Mrs. Kim coming in. She, she wants Mm -hmm. to know where the girls are. Um, obviously, you know, I, I think it's sort of one of those things. I like Mrs. Kim is not an overly complex character. She's very conservative. She's very possessive Mm -hmm. of Lane. So, you know, you put her in there and she starts barking. Where's my daughter? You know, it was, so kind of like, uh, okay. I kind of wish there was more to her character than just. I think her... they could have done more. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a shame. It would have been interesting if she maybe mentioned like why she's so concerned, like flesh out why instead is... of instead of becoming a stereotype. Yeah, that's one thing about her character. Like, I want to understand why she is the way that she is, and the show doesn't really mm-hmm. do that. It's just more like, eh. it's a caricature. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, so she wants to find out where, um, you know, where they are. Um, yeah, because, you know, obviously she's worried about the boys. Um, right. 
Yeah. Uh, and again, brings up to Lorelai about Lorelai getting pregnant as a teenager. Yeah. You know, like she really goes for that. Like, oh to, yeah. And and Lorelai, it's almost like Lorelai's so used to people dismissing her about that that she just is like, whatever. Yeah. You know. Um, she's got thick skin. Yeah, she does. Um, Mrs. Kim definitely like drags Lane through the dirt though too, like going up to her. Oh yeah. And just humiliating her, which. I'm thinking, like, for right. Mrs. Kim, like, you would think it would be embarrassing for her, too. You'd think she would almost, like, take her aside and tell her these things instead of just embarrassing her. Right. But, um, right. Yeah. Rory has to leave Dean, and it kind of just ends with a bit of a mess. But, uh, you know, yeah. It's... Is this for, is the next episode where you find out how she was punished? Because I ran the episodes together. Oh, I think it or is. Or is that this episode? I don't think we find out what happens to Lane. Okay. Okay, so that's the next episode. Yeah. Um. Oh, no, I think it is because she finds out that she's housebound indefinitely. Yeah, yeah. and she gets really excited because she can, once Lorelai talks to the mom, the mom lets Lane go out on the porch. And she calls Rory and is like, I'm allowed out on the porch now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting how well, I mean, apparently this has happened before because Lane just seems to kind of just roll with his punishment. Yeah. Even though Lorelai punishes Murray a little bit. Like, as much oh, yeah, as. Yeah, what was that? I can't was, remember now. Uh, she can't, or, which, yeah, she can, she can talk on the phone and she can't, like, leave the house as far as the driveway. Oh, yeah, because then Dean knocks on the window, right? Or am I confusing another episode? No, I think no, Dean that's always... another episode. <laughs> Dean always knocks on the window, but okay. I also like that Lorelai was also like, yeah, I'm not used to punishing you. Like, I don't know what to do. I thought that was right. pretty funny. Or, or she brought up a good point that when you lie, then, you know, there's this mom code that you don't lie to other moms. Yeah. You know, I thought that was a good point that she, that she was very clear that she put, that Rory put Lorelai in a really uncomfortable position because you just don't lie to another mother. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and then at the end, Luke brings over some coffee and, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where he's like, you know, uh, we could play some cards again sometime. And Laura was like, yeah, I would like that. And you think, Ooh, maybe, maybe we're, cause he started asking something else and then switched it to cards or something. Like you could tell and, he was kind of asking around and, was, and then, it, yeah, it's like the code is like, yeah. Um, you know, anything to get Max Medina out of the picture right I'll take. right right um and yeah. he wasn't in this episode because i'm assuming he's gone yeah we'll probably see him teaching right we, we you know we might see more of max Medina, whether we oh, want to or not we might see some more we're still um, along for the ride so we might see him okay yeah um right. do you have a favorite performance from this episode so I thought the guy that played Rune, I think he did a good job because he could have taken it way over the top, but I think he was appropriately poorish. And yeah. then um, and then the guy that Dean's friend, yeah. I thought that guy, for as young as he was, he pulled, he had some good acting chops. And again, he was able to pull off a character without making it go over the top. And it would have been really easy to take that character over the top. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Um and we saw Emily Gilmore this episode, didn't we? Yeah, I think we she saw her. Saying again about... I think we saw her for a bit, not like too much in this episode. But it was about the newsletter again, right? Wasn't it about this? 
That was the last. And something episode. that. What was? Uh, but what was? What was the dinner thing about this time? Like something else that she said that Laurel and I screwed up on. Wasn't it? Or am I, I getting remember. all my episodes together? Okay. I just want to we'll imagine Emily's in every episode, but she probably isn't. And now I wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, my favorite performance. I mean, here's the thing. I actually really liked um, the guy who plays Luke in this episode. Oh yeah, I do too. Yeah. I think he did a great job of like playing that the the flirtiness and like he had a mm-hmm. lot of dimension to his character. So I, I, I yeah, that I thought that was good. Again, that's a character that could have been very one note. Yeah, but. They they flush him out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, worst performance, which seems kind of mean, but it's not. You know, it's room to grow for people. <laughs> but you're feeling a little guilty about it, I can tell. <laughs> I just don't like Mrs. Kim. I'm, I'm well, not I a Mrs. Kim. The the Mrs. Kim character is a little one note, and I don't like the writing. It's not the actress; it's the writing. I think it's a little bit of both, but like I'd say it's probably. <laughs> I think they could have tried harder. It's mm-hmm. probably like eighty percent writing, twenty percent performance. I think she could maybe do a little more, but yeah, I think the writing would definitely serve Mrs. Kim a little better. But right. yeah, no, I just the whole time I thought she was like cartoonishly, you know, overprotective, and I just I wasn't a big fan it was of over the top. Yeah, but not to say that the actor is necessarily bad. I think you know she's growing into the character, the scripts will hopefully get better in her regard and uh you know hopefully we have a much well, better, mother much they better. really they really did a disservice to her with the script yeah um favorite reference do you have a favorite Here's reference another one i can't remember um, was yeah there was um there weren't as many in this episode no I think uh, Lorelai says to Luke, that's for Richard Simmons of OU. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I thought that was And I didn't good. totally get, I, I didn't totally get that, but I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Richard Simmons, semi-retired fitness instructor and actor. So, yeah, I, I thought it was funny because I, I just, part of me was like, there's nothing close to Richard Simmons about Luke, but I still just thought it was funny that they made that joke. Oh, that's so, true. That's um, true. Favorite quote. I think it's the one where Room calls Lorelai a circus freak because I was like, <laughs> what? No. Because she's so beautiful. Yeah. But like, it just gustered such an emotional response from me where I was like, No. Lorelai's not a circus freak. Right. So. Right. No. Yeah, mine was, um, I'm on the front porch. I'm on the front porch. Even, yeah. though I, even though I think that that character and I think the mother could be written much better. Mm-hmm. You know, just the thing of, you know, she, that's a big accomplishment. Yeah. She's able to walk outside. For sure. Um, Behind the scenes trivia. There was an actor that appears in this that very much in the tradition of Gilmore Girls features as a different character later. Oh, really? Um, yeah. There was a, the waiter at the French restaurant. Um, he shows up in a later episode as a friend of Suki's, but a totally different character, but by the same actor. 
So hey, the creators like who they like. Yeah. Also, they're little small bit parts, so I think most people wouldn't really notice. Mm-hmm. But we notice. And they're probably probably already on payroll, so let's get them in another role, maybe. Yeah. Okay. It's a little more efficient. Uh, any other mental health observations? I think just the the idea that if you, you know, teenagers, you know, Lorelai was right, that teenagers are going to experiment and they're going to try doing stuff. Yeah. And the more you try to squelch that, the more it starts coming out in other ways. Yeah. That's just a natural thing that, you know, when we're individuating from our parents, whether that's as a toddler and then as a teenager, when we're trying to figure out the world on our own as adults, you're going to do some stuff that's not okay with your parents, you know, and that's how you learn. And if you try to squelch that normal developmental process, it comes out in other ways. Yeah. Like I remember like in, in college, it was the girls who had very strict parents that were, you know, sneaking out at all hours of the night and you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. almost always guaranteed right and that was a resident assistant you saw it even more right the, the, yeah. the, the girls that came from very strict parents just kind of went a little wild yeah so i think that that's i mean i think that yeah when you try to stop uh and i know there's a lot of cultural implications i won't get into but um mm-hmm. but when you try to squelch that, that normal individuation process it you know it finds a way out another way for sure i think too for me it was like interesting that um at least with the whole lane and todd storyline like it was interesting that like for lane she had such expectations for this guy that she knew nothing about nothing about and nothing about it was just interesting that she created this image in her head of who todd was and then you know, you could tell she was projecting a lot of what she was hoping he would be like, oh, this is the music I'm into, like, almost like baiting him into, like, answering the way that she wanted him to answer. But right. then when he didn't, that's where her disappointment came from, because, you know, I'm sure right. Todd's a relatively interesting person, but, you know, she had in her mind an idea of who he was, and he didn't match up to that, so. Well, and again, attachment style, anxious attachment style. Yeah. Lane kind of gives a portrayal of this in that you automatically think things are going to work out great. You think, you know, before you even go on a date, you're already fantasizing about how wonderful it's going to be. I mean, it's going to be optimistic, but yeah, she kind of globs onto these guys without knowing who they are. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you said, like, yeah, very much so that the questions were geared towards the way she wanted them to answer. Yeah. And then uh-huh. she inevitably gets disappointed because it's never what she wants it to be. Right, we saw that with um, with the guy with the hair. <laughs> so yeah, no, um, I I just thought it was interesting that like, I think Todd probably isn't that bad of a person, but I think no, Lane, he's, no, just not for her. Yeah, Lane had an idea of who he was, and it was interesting to see her be, try so hard to have a match up to her idea of who he was, and then only her expectations. Yeah, that's the yeah. anxious attachment style. Yeah, is yeah. that you know. I'm going to be with this person without really knowing who they are. Yeah. hundred percent. Cool. I think it's time to rate this episode. What would you give this episode a score of? I give it an eight. Okay. I'm going to give this an eight as well. I feel like a seven's oh. too low and a nine's too high. So yeah. I, I'll go with an eight. Uh, I did, did largely like this episode. I, I like this one. This was a good one. 
Um, even if I Luke... really, I will. Yeah, the the Luke Lorelai thing was good. I like that. That yeah. kind of redeemed any other stuff that was kind of subpar. Yeah, I didn't need a lot of rune, and hopefully, we yeah, don't a little, little, little rune went a long way. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Well, uh, you can check out more of Steph's work over at stephaniesarkis.com. You can also check out Gaslighting the Book, which is on Amazon. And Talking Brains is your other podcast. Yeah. And then I'm over at threeandgreennerds.com. So you can check us out there. And, um, yeah. Um, with that said, uh, we'll be back next time to talk about the 13th episode Concert Interruptus. Bye for now. Bye.